0: What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. I'd like you to turn to Exodus chapter 7, please. If you came without a Bible, go ahead and lift your hand. We'll get a Bible around to you. Exodus chapter 7. You're going to want to follow along. We have a lot to uh, talk about today, a lot to go through. It's my, it's my prayer that you, you, you take notes on passages and verses because there's a connection with Revelation, the book of Revelation. There's over 800 uh, references to the rest of the Bible in the book of Revelation, there's only a, a, a little over 400 verses in the book of Revelation, but it, but it references back to the entire Bible over 800 times. And so we, we begin to understand the fulfillment of what God is doing in the book of Revelation. And listen, the story of the Bible is that man has rebelled and hardened our hearts against God. But yet God in his grace and his love continues to pursue, continues to desire to call to those who will come because he wants to rescue and he wants to redeem. But also understand this, that God is a God of justice and he has to judge wickedness. He has to judge evil or else he is not good. You and I both know That if somebody raped and killed your mother, but the judge let them off, that's not justice. We understand because we're created in God's image and likeness that we want justice, don't we? God is a God of justice, and he's measuring out wrath. So the reason why I have you in Revelation is because there is a really neat, uh, excuse me, exodus because there's a really neat correlation with revelation chapter 16 and the reason why i believe there's a correlation with the plagues of egypt and the book of revelation chapter 16 is because when the great tribulation happens these plagues these bowls of wrath are going to remind the children of israel who are doing the passover every single year that wait a minute these are familiar these judgments are judgments that are familiar. And I believe what's going to happen during Revelation 16 is there's going to be an awakening to God. Why is this happening? These look just like the plagues of Egypt. So let's just run through it. Exodus 7 20 through 21. Here's, a, here's another neat thing as well Moses and Aaron. You can write above that two witnesses. That's Revelation chapter 11. There were two witnesses that came before the judgments came on Egypt. Verse 20, the water of the Nile, it turned into blood. Turned into blood. Let's go to Exodus 9, 8, and we're just flying through here. Again, two witnesses again. And all of a sudden this this dust Exodus nine eight dust and soot is thrown into the air and boils see that in verse nine? Boils began to break out and sores began to break out on people's skins. Again, this is one of the plagues of Egypt. Let's go to nine twenty three. Exodus 9, 23, it says, the Lord sent thunder and hail. Notice the hail that is there. Exodus chapter 10, Exodus chapter 10. Verse 22, it says that there was pitch darkness in the land of Israel for three days. Darkness fell over the land. Also, there was a plague of frogs. I can't remember where that was, but that's in there. It's also in 16. So I'm showing you this to now say, hey, go ahead and turn to Revelation 16, please. There's a correlation. And again, I believe in God's grace The reason why these bowls line up with the plagues that God gave Israel, it's because he wants his chosen people to begin to wake up and look up, hey, wait a minute, and, and understand what were the purpose behind the plagues of Egypt on Pharaoh. It was to rescue his people out. God is a rescuer. He's always wanting to rescue his people out. That is his heart. That is his heart and passion for his people, to rescue out. Revelation 16.1, then I heard, this is why we cry out for ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth seven bowls of the wrath of God. If I get that picture up of the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls, just to re- remind us where we are, in chapter six, the seven seals started breaking off. And then there were seven trumpets and now seven bowls, right? So here we are. We are in the great tribulation, the great tribulation, the last three and a half years of this seven year period. And these bowls are going to be poured out. Now, what's interesting is there's two words in the Greek for the word wrath one is thumos and the other is org or or, or, O R G. The org wrath is a settled abiding. Last week we talked about John 3 36 where it says the wrath of God abides on those who do not believe in Jesus. And so that wrath is a constant abiding. But the word wrath here in the Greek is the word thumos which is an outburst of wrath that quickly flashes up. and This is what's about to happen. God's wrath is quickly kindled. By the way, that's Psalm 2 as well. Kiss the son lest he become angry and his wrath is quickly kindled. This is the last part. Verse 2. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and harmful and painful sores. Another translation says, festering boils came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshiped his image. Revelation 13, we remember you will not be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. It's coming. We've had, by the way, with COVID, first time in my life, if you do not take the vax, you can't what? So, I have a new next-door neighbor who just moved down from Massachusetts. He was four years away from retirement as a police officer, and because he refused to take the vax, they fired him, and now he's living next door to me. Elections have consequences. It didn't happen here in Florida. That's all I can say as a pastor. The vax is not the mark of the beast, okay? Some of you are like, is he trying to? No, no, it's not. But what God is doing, as we'll see more with the river Euphrates, sometimes he gives us a a pre kind of picture of what's about to happen. Some people, how in the world could anybody say, if unless you take this mark, you can't buy, sell, or eat? Guess what? Now we know. Now we know. This is why a church is called Bow Down, by the way. We will not bow down. Only Jesus, only Jesus. There's a difference between how Pharaoh received the boils and the sores. He hardened his heart. The people of Israel hardened their heart. If you look at Job, he had boils as well. In fact, Scripture says he would would scrape his boils on his body that hurt so much with broken clay. He would just scratch himself. Could you imagine that he just sat there? His wife said, why don't you curse God and die? But he never hardened his heart. He said, naked I came, naked I will leave. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He pressed into God through the pain. Pharaoh hardened his heart. There's two responses here, even today. Church, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. And listen, this is why David cries out, search me and know my heart, see if there's any wicked way in me. Because we can harden our hearts, even as believers. This is why I need God to pour out the oil of his Holy Spirit, because I can become like Tin men. Wizard of Oz, you guys, you tracking with me? He couldn't. But when he got that oil. Anyway, I should have went with Lion in the heart. All right, verse three. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse. And every living thing died that was in the sea. Every living thing died. I want you to put a picture of the red tide I want you to understand church and you can look at all this stuff up it's a phenomenon that that happens it even happens in Florida once in a while you look at this and you're like how could this stuff happen and won't people know and understand these are the judgments of God listen science is always trying to explain away God let me not let me re-say that again we believe in science Those who do not want God will look for ways to explain away God. Understand, there's a lot of UFO talk now, isn't there? I want you to understand, from, from my personal opinion, I believe people saw him, see them, right, right? But I also know that there's demonic stuff that's happening as well. And so, man is always gonna try to explain things away and this may be one reason. Okay, this is why all the stuff died. It's because of red tide and the algae that has happened because of global warming and... Verse four. The third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water and they became blood. And I heard the angel in charge of the water say, just are you a holy one. You might want to highlight that. God is just in his punishment. Who is and who was, for you brought these judgments. God brought these judgments because he's just. For they have shed the blood of the saints and the prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. So I've already quoted this, in Galatians chapter six, I believe, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Every person, every man will reap what they sowed. The sowing of the shedding of blood happened on the saints of God. And let's go ahead and keep your place here. Actually, we're going to stay in the book of Revelation for a minute. Just go to chapter six. What they sowed into, they are now reaping. You see in Revelation 19, it's blood, 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 right? What they sowed into, they are now reaping. Revelation 6, verse 9, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls who had been slain for the word of God. Now, <clears throat> I want you to put right above that Revelation 20, verse 4. Just put Revelation 20, verse 4, because that gives us a description of how these saints were slain. They were beheaded. They had their heads chopped off. In the tribulation, if you stand for Christ, you will have your head chopped off. And some of you are like, how could that happen? Understand, when the Holy Spirit is removed, things are going to happen that you're not going to believe because the Holy Spirit is the one that holds back evil and darkness. How do we know that? Well, if you want to read the book of Lamentations, that whole book is about God judging Israel And one of the verses there, it says, tender-hearted women cooked their children and ate them. Tender-hearted women of Israel cooked their children and ate them. This is very important that you need to understand the depravity of every human being on earth apart from the Spirit of God. Remember, Genesis, flood, God destroyed evil and wickedness. Israel was sacrificing babies and burning them on to the God of Molech where they would heat up and fire with, with these, these bronze statues would become hot with coals and they would put new babies on there and burn the babies alive. Demonic worship. You don't know how wicked you could be apart from the Holy Spirit of God. This is why I don't judge anyone. Because apart from God rescuing me, I I have no idea where I would be. Actually, I do. I would be in jail or dead or addicted to drugs. That's where I would be. Because I had made choices in my life. God, I don't want you. Verse 10. Revelation 6, they cried out with a loud voice, Sovereign, Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge the blood on those who dwell on the earth. They wanted justice. They wanted vengeance. They're crying out for that because their heads were chopped off. Revelation 6, 15 kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful, everyone's slave and free. Do you know there's 40 million slaves right now in the world? Sometimes we forget about that. CNN did a, a video one time where there's an action, in Libya, in Africa, there's an actual slave auction block that was recorded. You can go look on it on YouTube. It's, it's horrific. Slavery's going on right now. And when God judges here, understand slavery's still going to be going on. Not only that, but we'll see later, prostitution of children's going to be going on during this time. And you say, how sick. We're already seeing some of that begin to happen. Verse 16 of chapter 6, who can save us from the wrath of the Lamb? They know it's Jesus and they still won't repent. They want they just want saved from the wrath. There's a lot of Christians that pray to prayer cuz they want saved from the wrath but they really don't want Jesus. Revelation 7:14. We see these evangelists that came out of the great tribulation, which means this. They were evangelizing to the world during the tribulation. So the gospel was going forth, and the people on earth were rejecting it. So again, we're walking through this because we need to understand, is God just in measuring out these bowls? Revelation 9.20. Revelation 9.20. It says, the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see, hear, or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality. Is God just in delivering his judgment? Revelation eleven eight. the two witnesses that I talked about which represent, if you will, what happened in Egypt with Moses and Aaron, the two witnesses before the plagues, before these bold judgments. God, in his grace, sends two witnesses in Revelation 11. And, and look at, let's start in verse 8. Their dead bodies will lie in the street because the beast kills them. So these two witnesses were sharing the gospel, were proclaiming, repent, turn to Jesus, Verse 9, for three and a half days, some of the people in tribes and languages and nations will gaze at their dead bodies and refuse to let them be placed in the tomb. How corrupt, how evil is that? And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, and they will make merry and even exchange presents. Is God just in his wrath? Oh, I think so. They're mocking a dead, two dead bodies laying there in the streets, dancing, dancing. And then God, verse 12, says, come up here, and they went to heaven. People are going to see that. They're still not going to repent. They're still not going to turn. Revelation 14, 6. If you and I mess up with evangelism, guess what? God has a plan. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Don't sit on yourself, though. But there's an angel that's going to proclaim the gospel to the world and guess what people still will not repent revelation fourteen nine and 11 there's even a warning if anyone worships the beast in its image and receives the mark he will drink the wine of god's wrath god is warning because god is love there is a reaping and sowing on people that attack me that attack the church. Because (laughs) when we get attacked, guys, because we're doing righteousness, we shouldn't get angry. We should be filled with compassion because there's a reaping and sowing. So all of my enemies, all of your enemies, there should be compassion for those. Compassion for those that are doing you wrong. Because if they don't bow their knee to Christ, this is what they're going to suffer. Jesus, he didn't cling to his rights. He gave his back to the very ones that were killing him. He cried out, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I want you to turn to Matthew 21, please. there should be compassion for the unredeemed, compassion for those that are rebellious, compassion for those that are anti-God, that are lost, because Revelation chapter 16 is what they're going to go through unless they repent. By the way, this is the history of Israel. This is the history of mankind, and Jesus gives this parable. And by the way, as he came to the cross, he kept bringing more and more truth to the place they wanted to kill him. When you continue to speak truth, but someone's bent on evil, they are going to hate you more and more. But we shouldn't be surprised or react or respond or block them on Facebook. We should break with compassion. Because we as believers, everything we say should be founded in the word of God. Matthew 21, 33. And this is Jesus talking here another parable. There was a master of the house who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press and built it and built a tower and leased it to tenants. So who did all the work? The owner did. The owner did. He built the wall, planted the vineyard, right? He's the one that did all the work. And he said, here you go. And he went into another country. Verse 34. When the season of fruit drew near, he sent his servants, the tenants, to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servant, and they beat one. They killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did the same thing to them. By the way, that's the Old Testament summed up. God continued to send the prophets to the nation of Israel, and they stoned them, and they killed them, and they would not repent. Verse 36, or 37, finally he sent his son, Jesus, saying, surely they're going to respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and they threw him out of the vineyard and they killed him. Where was Jesus killed? Outside of the walls of Jerusalem, outside of the vineyard. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? And they said, "They said, see, this is the, these are the people rejecting Jesus. They still understood the justice of God. He will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits of their seasons. And Jesus said, have you never read this in scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, Israel. And given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. And when the chief priests and Pharisees heard the parable, they perceived that he was speaking about them. This is a picture of the justice of God. Jesus just prophesying right here. In 70 AD, Titus of Asphazian came in, historical fact, and he ransacked the city. Millions were killed. And Israel, uh, Jerusalem was just, it was destroyed. Fulfilling the prophecy in Matthew 24, not one stone left upon another. And you can go to Israel today and still see those stones standing there. And they were removed from the land for 2,000 years. This is Jesus prophesying that God is just again when God gives them blood to drink they are reaping what they have sowed verse 7 of Revelation 16 and I heard the altar saying Revelation 16 verse 7 and I heard the altar saying yes Lord God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. Revelation 15.3 says, just and true are your ways. Just, just, just. Verse 8, the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. And they were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed. I want you to put a number one over that word cursed, please. Not that if you curse, you're number one, but Just hold on, we'll get to it. They cursed the name of God who had the power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. They would not turn. They knew who was doing it, and they would not bow down. Go ahead and put up the uh, picture of the sun. By the way, one of the first pagan uh, religions was sun worship, and that was one of the Egyptian gods, right? And so this happened in 2012, it's called a, a, a sunburst, right? And it went by, it went around and away from the earth, but sunbursts can happen that could destroy our planet. So this is, this, is, this is, again, this is science, right? Now again, the world's going to try to explain away the scorching heat by what? Probably global warming. Because it's it's anti, it's anti. We don't want to we don't want to think about God. We don't we don't want God. <clears throat> Verse 10. The fifth angel poured out his ball on the throne of the beast. You want to highlight that? The throne of the beast. The beast is ruling the world. And his kingdom was plunged into darkness. This kingdom. Now, Revelation 17 and 18 talk in depth about the one world government that by the way is being set up right now so we're going to hit that in the next two or maybe three or four i don't know um the lord knows i'm not prophesying by the way help me lord we're going to talk about that in chapter 17 i want to go into that now but god is going to attack the beast and his system and darkness is going to fall Why? Because of the forced slavery, the forced mark of the beast. You're not going to eat unless you take this mark. Ruthless leadership, God is going to judge that. and He's going to judge the beast. Verse 10, continued, people gnawed their tongues in anguish. Ever been in so much pain that you're like, ugh? And then they cursed, and I want you to put number two by cursed. They cursed the God of heaven for their pain and their sores, and again, they did not repent of their deeds. I want you to turn back to Revelation 13.4. This is very important here. Keep your place, obviously. God always answers questions just not in our timing, and sometimes not the way we want him to answer. But in his heart, he is good and right. And so you're seeing here an answer to a question. God is answering it in chapter 16. In fact, it's kind of like Jesus doing a slam dunk In chapter 16. So look at Revelation 13 4. Though people of the earth are worshiping the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast and who can fight against it? Well, Revelation 16's coming. God. God can. Question answered. Christian, God's gonna answer your questions, just not in your timing. It's not in your timing. They were talking a little trash right there in Revelation 13, but all that trash talk ended. I got some young kids telling me they can take me on the court. That, that trash talk's about to end. Tell them, Big Rob. All right, verse 12, Revelation 16. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great rivers Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. I had a video that I was going to play, but it's too long because we're, we're getting close to, to time here. You can Google this and, and, and search it. But the river Euphrates right now is drying up. And it's been drying up. And it's causing uh, famine. It's causing um, serious problems. And the question is, is God doing that to awaken his church that, hey, listen, you're seeing some signs come to, come to pass. Now, again, in Bible prophecy, like, we don't know, right? It could rain for 40 days and 40 nights, and that thing could be full next week. All right? But it's very interesting to me that over the last 15 years, It's been drying up, drying up, drying up, drying up, the river Euphrates. Verse 13, I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon. And I want you to highlight out of the mouth, out of the mouth, out of the mouth. It's listed three times here. Out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. Frogs were a a god in in the land of Egypt, right? And so God gave a plague of frogs in the land of Egypt. So again, interesting connection there. But this is the unholy trinity. Verse 14, they are demonic spirits performing signs, and I want you to highlight performing signs, who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for the battle on the great day of God, the Almighty, the battle of Armageddon. So there's a couple of things here that I want you to get out of 13 and 14. Number one, we see the unholy trinity. Always, as we've said before, the enemy is trying to counterfeit God. And so, when God does something, the enemy tries to come in and counterfeit that. And so, we see the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet on Holy Trinity. But notice how they're moving out of the mouth, out of the mouth, out of the mouth. Remember what Jesus said to Peter get behind me, Satan. There is so much deception that the enemy uses that comes out of the mouth of people. And unless you learn as a disciple to capture every thought and make those thoughts obedient to what Christ says, how you feel is not real. It may feel real. We don't suppress feelings. But we expose them to the word of God. I feel so alone. That may be the reality for some of you here. I feel so alone. But his word says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I am Emmanuel, which means God with us. You're never alone because he is with you. Feelings. We live in an age where feelings, emo. No, 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 no. God's word. God's word. I feel like I'm surrounded. Wait a minute. There's more with us than with them. I feel like I'm the only one left, in, like Elijah, in a cave, ready to die. I feel like that. But God comes and said, Hey, I got 7,000 up in this piece, and they have not bowed the knee. You're not alone. Somebody lonely here today? Be encouraged. Be encouraged. feelings what people say it comes out of the mouth and we receive it it's got to be filtered through the word of God all of your thoughts all of your feelings have to be filtered through the word of God the second thing that deception comes with signs The deception comes with signs. We live in an age where people are just enamored by the signs. Listen, power and authority doesn't impress me. Jesus gave power and authority to Judas. Judas did signs and wonders. Judas cast out demons. Judas! And so when you look at the whole of the Bible, Christian, listen, what is more in the New Testament is the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. It's the character and nature of Christ that's more through the New Testament than gifts. Gifts are easy. Gifts are manifestations. Healing signs and wonders. Listen, Jesus said they follow us. We don't follow them. Jesus also warned a wicked and perverse generation seeks after a what? Sign. Be careful. Do I believe in signs? Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen people whacked and fall on the ground. Ooh, that's funny. But listen, Judas could do signs and wonders. We have to be looking at, looking. So for instance, there was a a tent revival in like Lakeland, Florida some years ago. People were getting healed. Signs and wonders. And people were just going, 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 going. Come to find out homeboy who was married. Was sleeping. Was, was having adultery during that revival. With his secretary. And left his wife. And still preaching by the way. So we've got to be very careful. It's hard. It's character, it's motive. It's the fruit of the Spirit over the gifts of the Spirit. The third thing that I want you to see, and you'll see this word, assemble twice. The deception comes to gather the kings. To gather the kings. The kings of the whole world. Christian, you've got to get this. If you and your ideologies and philosophies are agreeing with what's popular in the world, there's concern. There's a wide road that leads to destruction, and many are on it. And it's easy, but there's a narrow road. So just make sure your ideologies, your beliefs, the things that you believe, if they're really, really popular, I say question. Because the road is narrow, and it's hard, and there's very few that are on it. The walk with God is not popular. It's not popular. It goes against the world. And so this deception is gonna assemble everybody. And all the kings of the whole world will gather against Israel. Be careful, Christian, going against Israel. One day America will turn its back on Israel. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, That the whole world will turn against Israel, which means America. No matter how great somebody says they could make America, it will one day turn its back on Israel. Verse 15, Jesus breaks in. I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on. that He may not go about naked and be exposed seen and exposed Jesus is breaking through to give a little bit of encouragement right let's stay awake guys let's stay awake verse 16 they assembled them at the place in Hebrew that's called Armageddon and so crossing the Euphrates the armies of the world they're going to go to the battle of Armageddon and they're going to fight and it's going to be a great battle in a great war. I want you to um, go ahead and turn to Zechariah 12, please. I want you to look at verse two. Behold, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna make Jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounding peoples. And by the way, this is, this is Revelation 16 here. Cup of staggering. There's a siege of Jerusalem will be against Judah. On that day, I would make a Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples and all who lift it will surely hurt themselves. And all the nations of the earth will gather against it. And you can put USA. Make sure, as a Christian, you pledge allegiance to the kingdom of God first. That is the nation that we belong to. That is where our allegiance lies. Seek the kingdom first. Now, I can't get into that. I I do want to show a picture of the the nations surrounding Israel real quick. Now, if you notice all the green nations, those are all of Islam and Muslim nations. The little red dot, that's Israel. What do you hear? Israel occupation, Israel occupation. Hold on, bro. There's a lot of places to go, and these people just want that little slice. By the way... God gave that to them in the Bible in the Old Testament. He says, it's theirs, it's yours. So again, you need to be very careful what you're hearing in the media media because all the world is gonna gather against Israel. These nations in the green are all Islamic nations. In fact, David Newcomb, who we play his videos, who has a ministry in South Africa, when they send missionaries up north to plant churches in Islam nations, they know there's a 50% chance they're gonna be killed and not return. And by the way, Islam, they chop people's heads off. Revelation 24 We'll talk more about that later. Next picture, please. Nope, the, the, the one with the United Nations. Those are all the plagues. That's where we are right now. <laughs> that river's drying up. It's got a blue emblem. Anyway, you get, so the United Nations... I don't want to give fake news they're going to put it up but listen the United Nations keeps voting on things with 175 countries that are involved but the majority of the the things that they vote on are anti-Israel policies from the United Nations anti-Israel okay there it is 73rd session General Assembly, EU, they they vote on 27 resolutions. 21 of the 27 concerned Israel. Now, I want you to go back to Zechariah 12. Listen, the siege of Jerusalem, listen, it will be a cup of staggering. It's a heavy stone for all peoples. This this was written 2,500 years ago. This is God saying the whole world is going to, to come against Israel, and it's going to be a cup of staggering. That's the cup right there that's happening. You are seeing biblical prophecy happen in real time. I want you to write these passages down. Zechariah 12, Zechariah 14, Jeremiah 30, and Joel 3. We're out of time. I can't go there. But all of these sections of Scripture speak to Revelation 16. Sometimes we read the Old Testament. What is this talking about? The great day of the Lord is Revelation 16. And we need to understand that this stuff is coming to pass. Prophecies are being fulfilled. Look at Zechariah 12, verse 10. Because here's what's going to happen. Fulfilling Romans 11, where all Israel will be saved. It says, I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy so that when they look on me, on him whom they've pierced. Pierced. Listen, in the Old Testament, if you blasphemed God, according to Leviticus, you were to be stoned. But this, which was written hundreds of years before Christ was born, said he would be pierced. Do you know the Roman cross wasn't invented at the time? that this was written. And who was pierced by his own people? Jesus. Again, this was written before Christ was even born. This stuff is going to come true. I want you to look at verse 11. On that day, the morning in Jerusalem will be as the morning for Hadad Raman in the plain of Megiddo. This is the battle of Armageddon is going to take place here, and Scripture is pointing to this stuff that's going to happen in chapter 16. I'm out of time. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit how he wants me to shut this thing down. Worship team, come on up. Please come on up. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. We just don't say that flippantly. We see your justice. We see your grace and your mercy of how you continue to call out to those and you say, come. Father, I pray for those that are here today that have been hard in their hearts against you. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would just be poured out and there would be a softening. Sometimes, God, we just cry out what we want to do, we don't do. I believe, help my unbelief. And so, God, we just cry out for your grace. Your grace is sufficient in our weakness, and we will boast in our weakness, God. We boast that we are weak. We boast that apart from you, we can do nothing. We boast unless you build the house. We labor in vain. We boast in your strength, God, because we can't save ourselves. We need a Savior so, God, I just pray for all of us as we see biblical prophecy coming to pass. That you would just strengthen the faith of your followers. So their hearts would just be completely aligned with what you're doing in this hour. And ultimately doing their good works in such a way that bring you glory. So help us, God. We thank you for your word, God. May our lives line up with it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.